Hey, welcome to the Coach Bodo's podcast from the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at oagks.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Bono's Show. You can also check out the Facebook page. Just search for Coach Bono's Show. You'll find it. And you can email us at coachbonoshow at gmail.com. Today is episode 39. And I'm a little late today. We're getting this out on Monday. and It'll be later in the evening by the time this gets out. But uh, Coach Bo's had some shit going on this weekend. So that's just how it goes. I'll uh, we'll talk a little more about that in a few minutes. But uh, first, kind of want to run through the weekend of sports. I uh, want to just kind of talk about what's going on, what's happening this past weekend. So just kind of some thoughts that are on my mind and kind of go in from there. I want to start in the NBA. And that is, um, first off, we have uh, the big games this weekend. We're in the conference championships now. The Heat took a 2-1 lead on Saturday. They're going to play the Celtics again on Monday night. So when you're hearing this, or if you heard it, it might have been last night if you hear it on Tuesday. Um, I still think this is a close series. I expect the Celtics to win game four. Uh, I know that Hero will be out for um, for the Heat. So, I mean, again, I should be you know, the Celtics at home. I, I kind of like them here. We'll see what happens. Uh, but this is going to be the, 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 a tough, tough toast series, and I really like it a lot. Uh, I, I've enjoyed with the basketball. It's a little tougher breed of basketball, and, and they these two teams are getting after one another. They're the two best coach teams left, and I would argue the two teams that are so dependent on having a good coach. On the other side, we've got the Warriors and the Mavs. And I'm just going to touch on this quickly because what I really want to talk about is something involving the series. Uh, Sunday, the, the Warriors took a 3-0 lead. That series is over. It just hasn't happened in the NBA where someone's come back from three from being down 0-3. As hard as the Mavs are playing and as good as Luka Doncic is, it's just not going to happen for them now. Not down three games to none. And... Uh, i tell you what I've taken away from this. I really don't like this Warriors team. I really don't like Steph Curry anymore. I hate Draymond Green. I think that team is a bunch of whining-ass people. Uh, I I think they get calls they shouldn't be getting. I, I haven't seen a team get calls like Steph Curry and the Warriors do. It's pretty ridiculous at this point. Uh, I thought they got calls in the last series. This one's been ridiculous now. To the point of... The Mavs were now fined $100,000 for breaching bench decorum. Their, their bench is jumping up and down, and sometimes they'll stand up. Uh, if you saw the game Sunday, at one point, Steph Curry actually threw a ball away when he looked over at the bench, saw a player standing who was wearing a white shirt, or like a, like a, like a shooting shirt over his, over his jersey, and that player was a Mavs player on the bench. He passed the ball to him. Of course, it's out of bounds. It's going the other way. But, of course, once it happens to Steph Curry, now we're going to get the fines involved. There was a couple fines in the series before, but you know now they're going to charge him $100,000. This is this is the spirit of the game kind of thing. I think this is bullshit. Uh, the fact that you're going to tell a team, no, you can't do these things. Um, this is total and complete, utter bullshit in my, in my view. This is the NBA desperately trying to make sure that Steph Curry is in the is in the finals. Knowing that any combination of Dallas versus Miami or Boston is not going to be the ratings draw that having Steph Curry in there is going to be. Like it or not, Steph Curry is the biggest name left and the NBA is branded around players, names, 
in their entire existence. And that's where they're at with this. And I just think it's total and phenomenally bullshit. And uh, if you watch those games, you'll see they're getting all sorts of bullshit calls. Um, so, yeah, the NBA, it's just awful. I mean, I've seen this before. We've all seen it before where the big-name players get called, whether it was Jordan, whether it was Kobe, whether it was Larry Bird or Magic Johnson. I mean, even up to nowadays with guys like LeBron, and there's so much whining. I have a problem with finding the Mavs for bench decorum on something that's happening on the side, on the bench. But you don't do a thing to Draymond Green, who every time there's a foul call is just, oh my gosh, I'm just going ape shit. And, and yelling at refs and yelling at anybody who will listen. How about we do something to, to, to Draymond Green? How about we get him to shut the fuck up for a little bit? I'm done with Draymond. I'm done with the Warriors. I hope they lose. I don't think they're going to, but I hope they lose in the finals. Hopefully the Celtics or the Heat can get healthy, win that series in less than seven games, and get in there and give the Warriors everything they want. So just a little bit of, a little bit of an F you there to the Warriors. Second little part I got here, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to this one. This one's kind of new. It happened this weekend. This is uh, a baseball one. As you guys know, I'm a Red Sox fan, so anything that's negative to the Yankees is actually pretty good for me. And my man Tim Anderson from the White Sox has brought it. And what I mean by this, if you don't know, this weekend, I think it was Friday night is when it started, Tim Anderson and the Yankees' Josh Donaldson got into an argument there was a fight, uh, both the benches emptied, and, and it turns out that Josh Donaldson called Tim Anderson Jackie. Uh, Josh Donaldson has uh, said that it wasn't a racial slur, it was because of a quote that that uh, Tim Anderson had himself said he wanted to be the next Jackie Robinson. And it was going back to, as, as Josh Donaldson explains it back to his Atlanta Braves days a couple of years ago, where he had said the same thing. I, to me, that sounds like a hint of racism to me. I don't think you go there with people, and I don't think that's, that's something you should be doing. And Tim Anderson not only made the Yankees pay for it and Josh Donaldson, but he said, hey, I, I did find this to be racist. Uh, I know Tony La Russa, his manager, came out on Sunday and said, hey, I don't think that this is, he said, he, he thought this was also sort of a racist overtone. Um, Anderson ends up hitting a big three-run homer on Sunday night's game against the Yankees. Uh, helping the White Sox sweep a doubleheader on Sunday against the Yankees. So as a Red Sox fan, hats off to you, Tim Anderson. Stand up for yourself, brother, and always, always beat the Yankees down. So, yeah. Hey, I want to real quick mention this episode is brought to you by O'Connor Advisory Group. If you don't know, uh, not just by Coach Bo, the, the podcast host, but also Coach Bo, the financial advisor. So if you're thinking about you need some help, Go to oagks.com. That's our little link to think you know, ConnorAdvisorGroup.com. Oagks.com. Click the, the Contact Us button in the top right-hand corner. That's going to send a message directly to me. If you need help with its insurance, whether it's investments, retirement planning, education planning, anything you need help with, give us a call. Our services are, are free to you. We'd love to chat with you. That's the whole point of us doing the podcast. We try to get our name out there a little bit. So... Hope you guys are enjoying the content, and one way you can really help us, go to oagks.com. Also some helpful articles and some tips on there. I hope you guys enjoy. I'd love any feedback you got from me there. My last 
um, sports thing we're going to do today. We are going to keep this episode pretty short and sweet today. I got a big interview this afternoon for the future podcast. Um, but we're going to, uh, I want to talk a little more about this Nick Saban Jimbo Fisher thing. We touched on it on the point five. Uh, both Ellen and I talked about the uh, SEC on SEC crime, if you will, of Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban uh, going at each other over at NIL. I think that Jimbo Fisher's in the right here, and I think that Nick Saban's in the wrong. Um, I think that Nick Saban, I think Jimbo probably went a little too hard on him. You know, talking about bring up his past and everything else. If you don't know, Jimbo Fisher worked for Nick Saban at LSU. He was his offensive coordinator. When Nick Saban left LSU to go to the Miami Dolphins, he offered Jimbo Fisher the offensive coordinator job with the Dolphins, and Jimbo Fisher instead stayed at LSU with Les Miles. Uh, a year, maybe two years later, he went to uh, Florida State, where he was coaching waiting for a season or two, ended up becoming the head coach, won a national title. He's now at Texas A&M after a big move and a big money deal a few years ago. But these two have not liked each other since their days together at LSU. Um, a lot of it, I mean, you could certainly say there's professional jealousy. Anyone that's got to deal with Nick Saban, I mean, he is... By all accounts, the greatest of all time. I mean, he's broken every record there is. He's done everything you can do. He's done it in a in a time period where it's the most difficult, I think, to win. Um, but Jimbo Fisher is the one guy that seems to get over on him. He's the one assistant coach who has beaten Nick Saban. Um, I think it really hurt Nick Saban when he, when he didn't win the recruiting battle this past year and had the number two class instead of the number one class. And for those that don't know, basically at a some kind of a function, a um, some sort of a booster function, Nick Saban complained that you know he had the number two class, not the number one class this year. And in that, uh, he said his quote was, "A&M had the number one class, and they bought every player through NIL deals." Now that's rich coming from a guy who has his quarterback who made over a million dollars last year, Bryce Young won the Heisman Trophy, uh, made a million dollars last year in NIL deals. His guys are getting those things too. What he does, what he's upset about is, what Saban is upset about is there's a um, there's a group that have come together for AM of big money donors, and they've come together to, you know, get these kids NIL, NIL deals. Uh, and we're going to talk all about NIL. The month of June, we have already planned out about three or four different interviews where we're going to talk NIL at length. I'm actually doing one of the interviews this afternoon. And we're going to look at it from all angles. I think the NIL is a good deal for players. I think it's going to be also the thing that changes college football, especially forever. Um, but going back to Saban and Jimbo, Saban's taking pot shots at Jimbo. He just took a pot shot at Deion Sanders at Jackson State. And it's one of these where I think what Saban's really trying to do is Saban's trying to motivate his own people. He's trying to get Alabama alums and Alabama people to come together as a collective and help him buy players. That's, you know, I don't know if Alabama has that kind of money. I'm assuming they have big money donors like everybody else does especially in the SEC, especially with, you know, the tradition that Alabama football has. So I can't believe that Alabama doesn't have some sort of a collective like A&M does, like I heard Florida does, and we know Miami does, and a few others have put those things together. Um, But it's unbelievable to me what we're seeing there. And to me, that's a little bit, 
I don't know, it's a little bit of sour grapes. The biggest thing, and over the years we've seen Jimbo Fisher has had a couple of quotes about Nick Saban, you know, about, hey, we're going to beat his ass, and they come down here next year, probably this was last offseason, and Saban's reply was, what, at golf? Uh, that kind of thing. And you know, when you see these things, it's always at these donor events. I don't, I've got to tell you, if I'm Nick Saban, if I'm Jimbo Fisher, if I'm any of these big name, um, you know, in a, uh, in a NCAA coaches, I'm telling these guys at these events, hey, we're locking your cell phones up. If you want me to say the things you want me to say, you know, they're wanting to get those boosters to go in. They can't do it with the cameras on. They can't do it where it's going to get out to ESPN, where it's going to get on Twitter, where it's going to get to these places. It's just, it's, it's negative. It ends up taking what could be a positive to certain people, turns it into a negative. And I don't, I think that's the thing we're going to start seeing at some of these events. We might see sort of what the comedians do, where you make you put your phone in the bag or something like that. Well, if I'm Nick Saban, if I'm Jimbo Fisher, or, uh, you know, say you're Brian Kelly at, at LSU, or, um, you know, you're one of these guys, you know, wherever, you know, the top, top, you know, uh, anybody, you know, Dabo Sweeney, you know, if you don't want what you're saying to get out to everybody, you'd better, you know, hush up either what you're saying or know who's around because someone's got a camera and someone's going to get that out. You know, there was a famous one as an LSU fan. I know there was a famous one a few years ago where, you know, after beating Alabama, Ed Ogeron said, we're going to beat him in recruiting. We're going to beat him in this. We're going to beat the ass. You know, roll tide. No, fuck you. Go Tigers. And one of the players in the locker room had recorded it, and it got out. You know, we teach our children to be careful with social media. We teach our children these sort of things. I have a 19-year-old son. I teach him all the time. Be careful what you say on social media. It's going to come back and bite you in the ass one day. You know, the same thing can happen to a to a 70-year-old coach in Nick Saban's case as well. So, Nick Saban, you better be careful. I mean, it, you know, I, I do think, and I'll go on record to say this, I think this is Nick Saban's last year as the head coach at Alabama. I don't think that, I think mean, Nick Saban's looking at this now. I think we see it with the NIL stuff. What we're seeing is the same thing we just saw with Jay Wright on the basketball side at Villanova. You know, this is not what they signed up for. These guys signed up to coach football, you know, to go recruit kids based upon not what you could give them, but what they can be. And I think now it's going to come down to who can write the biggest checks. And there's going to be people, whether that's Texas A&M or Texas, USC wants to play that game now. You know, that's going to be tough. University of Miami, hey, the U is going to be back if this is the game they're playing. And I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm actually for it because I'm all for these players getting paid. The, the masses at the top, they've gotten their money, and they keep getting their money. That, you know, if Nick Saban's making $7 million a year, it ain't just him that's deserving of that money. And we're going to talk a lot about that as we go through these next few weeks on NIL. But I really just wanted to get in here and kind of present my side and my thoughts on that. You know, one, I think that Saban you know, shouldn't have said what he said. I don't think that Jimbo Fisher should have called a press conference and gone crazy for nine minutes either. But at the same time, you know, he's entitled to retaliate. And he did. I think he might have got a little too personal. But at the same time, I I see where both guys are coming from. But I, in the end, I'm team Jimbo on this because 
I think that a weakened Alabama is better for college football. And I think we see we we need to see more parity. So that that's where I'm at on that. So a uh, couple of sports takes there. Last thing I'm going to do. Let me get a sip of water here. Okay, on well, the point five pod back on Friday, um, I hinted at I hinted at I came out and said that um, you know I've been going through some personal things. I have uh, been dealing with depression and anxiety, and uh, I you know asked some folks if you're interested in learning more or helping trying to see what I'm going through in my journey, feel free to follow my personal Instagram. Um, my personal Instagram is the Brian O'Connor. Uh, Brian's the Y, O'Connor's O-C-O-N-N-O-R. I got quite a few followers this weekend. And I'm not posting daily, but I'm trying to. Um, I'll be real blunt, folks. I'm having to get help. I have been dealing with this most of my adult life. I really didn't know that until recently. I think in the last maybe year and a half, it's gotten a lot worse. I'm still trying to find my triggers, things that are that trigger me to have good days and bad. Um, you know, I said that I was hopeful that I wouldn't have as many bad days, and I'll be real blunt. Where I'm late today because I had a terrible day on Sunday. I didn't want to get out of bed. When I did, I ended up going to my couch for two hours. Um, I'm pretty useless in those times. I don't know if this happens to other people. I don't know what causes it. It's just, as they say, it is what it is. Uh, I'm sharing my experience for two reasons. One, I hope to help other people. If someone else is going through it, or maybe doesn't realize they're going through it, maybe this helps them. Two, I'm a pretty outgoing person, and it's very cathartic for me to share my experience with others. So I hope that this does help. Um, you know, again, some of my thoughts, I, I, I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm not suicidal. I don't think so. I uh, haven't had any issues of trying to harm myself or anything like that. But I do have days where this is very debilitating. And I didn't know what that really looked like or was until fairly recently. And uh, there are days where you just don't want to do anything. Now, today is Monday. I feel pretty good today. I, I got up. I got some things going today. I did some things this morning. Uh, you hear it's early afternoon. I'm recording a podcast. And I feel like a little about my, myself right now. Um, I've talked to some friends about it who I know have gone through some of these things. Ellen has been a big help on the Point Five pod. Love you. Thank you so much, sweetheart, for everything you've done for me. Um, you know, I've always spoken to my wife, my family about these things. Uh, but I haven't shared it with a lot of people over the last couple of years. I decided that I wanted to share this time. And um, if you want to go and catch me on my personal Instagram, v Brian O'Connor, um, I'm going to put on updates on there. You know, just how am I doing today? Uh, a lot of this is I'm going to be changing a lot of things about what I do. I'm going to be trying to eat healthier. I'm going to try to work out more, try to lose some weight. Uh, I think that's part of the triggers. Um, another part of it is I'm going to try to become a better regular sleeper, just anything I can do. And this is something that you can't do all at once. I'm going to do what I can as I can. Um, but what's hit me is that I felt like I was going down a path that I was very concerned about uh, whether I would be here. Not much longer, but would I be here as an older man? I felt like I was getting older faster. I don't like that. 
I'm already in my late 40s. I don't want to be in my, you know, 70s and 80s sooner than later. So I'm going to try to slow some things down, take care of myself. Uh, that means I'm going to cut back on certain things. So I'm not going to be, I'm going to still be doing the podcast, still do it twice a week. I'm going to try to keep that as regular things. It does help. Like I said, it's cathartic. So I hope that when people heard me on Friday, I wasn't real clear-headed. That was something where I was trying to get across what I wanted to say, but I really couldn't focus well. I'm focused a little bit better today. And what I want to say is, one, thank you for those people who have reached out. There's been quite a few who have you know, put in messages and, and, and sent texts or whatever and just said, hey, hey, Bo, we got you. We're here for you. Let us know. Let me know if you need anything. But I appreciate those. I love that. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I'm going to share. I'm going to share, you know, what I'm doing and how I'm doing some things. And hopefully that will, again, help others as well. And if you're having those same problems, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. I am someone who's been very tough-minded all my life. I've uh, been somewhat of a loner in a way. And I felt that I could white-knuckle my way through these things, especially as it got worse over the last couple of years. And what I came to realize is that, no, I can't do that. I'm just not capable of that. Um, and that's really hard to understand. It's really hard to not just understand, but to even when you do understand it, you still feel um, like you're just like, like you can get it's okay. You just don't want to let people know what's going on. You know, you'll be all right. You know, I'm a big fan of I'm doing fine. You know, just kind of push it on forward. Keep the ball, keep keep the sticks moving, as they say in football. But now I need a little help. So I'm getting some help, and I'm going to be doing some things. And occasionally, I might miss a podcast. Occasionally, I might miss, you know, this or that with friends or family or something. But I hope the people that love me care about me and know that I care about them understand I'm doing the best I can. I'm going to try to be the best man that I can be. And that's all I really want to focus on right now. So um, before I get too choked up, thank you. Thank you for indulging me. Thank you for coming on here. Uh, we're going to keep it quick, about 20, 25 minutes today. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. Ellen and I will do a lot more sports talk on Friday. We're going to get into the NIL stuff. Uh, we're going to get started with interviews, and we're going to be pre- kind of prepping everything for June as we break down NIL from all different sides and really do some interesting stuff there. So hope you enjoyed this today. Thanks for bearing with me and uh, allowing me to Jump in here for a quick period of time today. Have a great day. Have a great week. Uh, here's where I usually come in and say thank you to everybody. But today I want to say, I do want to say thank you to Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox for all they do behind the scenes, especially Tyler doing this last minute for me. Uh, most importantly, thank you to you, the listeners. Look, I always say that every week. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who's reached out. Uh, thank you to everybody who has said something. I do appreciate it. Um, if you're on the pod, don't forget to rate us and review us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, we appreciate every five-star review. Till Friday, I'm Coach Bill, Brian O'Connor. Have a great week. Remember your time tokens are non-refundable. Take care, and uh, God bless everybody.